Hey guys, welcome to the Babylonian Pastor Podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Rob. Stay with us as we talk about church, theology, culture, and everything in between. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Babylonian Pastor Podcast. The last four episodes of 2021. We're almost two years in. I'm impressed. If you've been here since the beginning, guys, good on you. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, there's no prize for it, but welcome. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around this long. Um, so this month, we are going to be looking at questions that have come in from a Q&A from people concerning the Old Testament. So a lot of this, kind of want to frame it, Rob, as if, and we've done this a number of times, so if you've listened for a while, this isn't anything new, but somebody comes into a pastor's office and has a question, and they oh say, hey, pastor, because that happens a little bit. I don't know if it happens often to you. I know my pastor, it happens to him every so often where he'll get a call or he'll be visiting and he's there visiting somebody for one thing and then they throw this question out of nowhere. And now he's like, oh, well, I guess we're doing this. So that's kind of where these are coming from, okay? So these primarily, not all of them, well, most of them have to do with the Old Testament though, just because of how they were framed. So the first question we're gonna be looking at in this episode is gonna be, uh, coming from somebody that's questioning and asking about one of the scriptures uh, where it says, where Paul's talking about, he says, all scripture is God breathed. The question is framed like this. When Paul says all scripture is God breathed, he must be referring to only the Old Testament as the New Testament hadn't been established yet. Uh, how does this make sense, though, that we now include the New Testament as God's scripture? And oftentimes, uh, this isn't part of the question, but I know oftentimes people will ask, you know, well, how you know, how, why do we understand it as Paul saying that when Paul probably wouldn't have been referring to it like that? Hmm. I think, so here's, here's the, the most direct answer. Go ask Michael. And then I give them your number. Yeah, cool. And then they call me and I'm like, Hey, you really need to talk to Rob though, because it's way more important. <laughs> this is the same thing that I do to my children all the time. And, and Donna, like, your mom. The same game, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's a lot of fun. No. Uh, so Paul, Paul says, um, all scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work. Um, and when he says all scripture is inspired by God, that's in second Timothy. It's the second letter that he wrote to Timothy. And I think the quickest answer is yes, the new Testament, <clears throat> excuse me, had not been um, put into an actual agreed upon canon that wouldn't happen for um, a few hundred years. Uh, I, I think in the 400s is when that actually happened. But um, there, there were um, there there was already a sense in which um, Paul and some of the others looked at even one another's writings as scripture. Paul, uh, the most glaring um, uh, moment of this is actually in First Timothy. Um, 518, Paul quotes Jesus. Um, and the only other place this is written was in the Gospel of Luke. And Paul, Paul says, for the scripture says, he even calls it scripture. He says, for the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Um, the laborer is worthy of his wages. Um, connected to that, that is that is um, exactly from uh, the words of Jesus in Luke ten seven, And so this is an example 
of Paul, even though it's not a, a canon, like it's not the second part of your Bible that they would have carried around or anything. This is Paul saying flat out that Luke's gospel um, was scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, capital Which, S scripture, same thing that is God breathed actually before he wrote the second letter to Timothy and said that. So, yeah. And the interesting part is, I don't know, <clears throat> I don't have, I'm not um, one, even if I did have it written out, I'd have to look at it because my memory is terrible, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly even writing wise where first Timothy would line up with when the gospel of Luke was written, if it had even been written yet, um, because a lot of it was transmitted via like word of mouth or between communities given different, you know, eyewitness accounts, essentially. Um, We also have, this is another thing shows my memory is bad, but I know it's there. In one of Peter's letters, he actually refers to Paul, uh, Paul's words as not only hard, like as authoritative, but also hard to understand. I forget if it's first or second Peter. Um, The idea being though, that like the early church seems to have understood that, um, the words of Jesus and the words of the apostles were to be seen as authoritative. I mean, we see it in Acts as well uh, in regards to when they were meeting together, they were learning the word of the apostles teachings um, going forth from the great commission as well, right? Jesus says, go forth, make disciples of all nations, teaching them what I have taught you and baptizing them. So the idea is that there's this understanding within the early church, it seems just from, from the letters we have and from the accounts of Acts, that um, there was this understanding within the early church that the, the words of Jesus and the words of the apostles were to be seen as having a lot of weight, a lot of authority, and to be obeyed. Um, and then Paul, obviously, there's a lot of, of, of uh, work you have to do to kind of to, to look and see where the apostles actually send him out. They say, okay, well, this vision you've had of Jesus, is, it's, a, it's authentic. We co-sign that. Um, there's, there's a little bit of messiness there. I mean, there's, there's, you can read that through acts. Um, as far as, you know, they have a lot of trouble, uh, understanding that, uh, Paul clearly when you read his writings, uh, isn't a conformer. He doesn't like, he's just going to push back, but like, it's not like they're not best friends all the time, but there is this authoritativeness and they understand that in Paul's teaching and Paul submits to them and their, and their authority that they have. Uh, all that being said, even though some of, uh, like you said, the canon hadn't been written yet and put together as regards to like when Paul's writing or when Luke's writing, yep. um, there, when Paul says all scriptures God breathed, clearly he's he's specifically talking about the Old Testament, the things that they're using to reveal who Jesus is to these new believers. Um, but the little crossover we do have and we do see, like you said, they do see each other's uh writings as authoritative and i know a skeptic is automatically going to be like well of course they did they were <laughs> they, you know i mean because that's where your the brain's going to go automatically it's like well if, you know of course because they want the people to believe them but the point is that that's what we see in scripture though is that um, if you come to the scriptures as uh, chiefly as a skeptic you wouldn't be convinced if god shined a light down in your living room and said, this is my beloved scripture with whom I'm well pleased. Like he still wouldn't believe it. So there's also a reference though, where Peter alludes to Paul's writings as I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in second Peter three, 15 and 16. Um, He says uh, about Paul, um, 
regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you, as also in, in all his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand. So he talks about how difficult Paul's writings are to understand, um, which the untaught and unstable distort, as they do also the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction. So the way that he words that and everything that he says, he says on purpose, it's all intentional. He says the rest of scriptures, alluding to the fact that Paul's writings, though they're hard to understand, um, we have to work to understand them and not distort them. Um, and these folks he's talking about specifically do that as they do the rest of scriptures. If, if he didn't think that Paul's writings were scripture, then he would have said um, uh, they, they distort them as they do the scriptures, um, or as they also do to the scriptures. Um, but he says the rest of scripture. So that, that's a, I, so that, those are the two, I think, most glaring examples within the New Testament of at least Peter and Paul, um, Peter looking at Luke, um, the, the Gospel of Luke, and Paul, um, <clears throat> and, and Paul, I'm sorry, Paul looking to the Gospel of Luke and Peter looking at Paul's writings. And so there was, there was a sense in which you look at the, the situation in Acts when things all started, the Holy Spirit comes and the, the miraculous stuff starts happening. And um, there, there is a sense in which uh, they understood that, like you said, that one another, um, that God was actually in the work of inspiring Scripture as he was empowering them to um, write these things down and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think on the back half, just to talk about like kind of probably where the question came from a little bit in regards that I think sometimes when we don't teach new, but like if we don't walk new believers through that, as far as, you know, okay, you know, scripture, how it's to be read, what, you know, how, 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 for example, just that, you know, when Paul was writing the time that was that you'd be surprised or well, you probably wouldn't be. Some people might be surprised at there are people that literally think that like the Bible dropped out of the sky. Um, and clearly that, you know, when Paul's writing, that's not the case and just walking them through and explaining to them, okay, well, this is Paul, what Paul's talking about, but this is now how this is included. Us just doing a really good job. I think not only as pastors, but just as Christians of, not just throwing verses out there. So, you know, whenever somebody were like, you know, you're reading through Revelation or something, you're like, well, all scripture is God breathed. That's what Paul said. And in our heads, we understand that Revelation wasn't there yet when Paul was even saying that. But the, the idea that, you know, what we've just talked about, where as far as the, the, the revelation of scripture throughout the New Testament times, the early church, uh, just teaching them that because I, I've, I've, I've been surprised, honestly, and I guess it's a wake-up call for me a little bit, that there's a lot of people that weren't taught that. So now when they learn that, it just blows their whole world up. Like their entire, they just don't, like it's a lot of information to process yeah. for them at one time. And um, doing a better job, I think, just in, in like membership classes or in, uh, you know, when somebody gets saved and actually like discipling them walking them through okay well this is what this looks like this is the development yep. of it we're not going to get into the question today but i think this would be a good place to kind of uh 
insert it in? Because another question was, how was the canon formed? And to be quite honest with you, that would take a lot of background research to put an episode together for that. And I'm not going to pretend like I have all that and I don't. <laughs> but I think one of the things we could stick that in here because it kind of goes into this question and being like, like there's a whole story behind that that yep. isn't as cut and dry as like some internet TikTok theologians would make it. Be like, well, Constantine did the whole thing because of this or that. Okay. That's, that's not true, by the way. Yeah, slow your roll, bud. Uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, one of the questions that uh, comes up, so this is just one example, right? Like you said, if you wanted to talk about the entirety of the New Testament and, and why we think those are the books and um, the and how did that can who voted on that and how I mean if you want to talk about all that that is that is a massive history lesson yeah um, that certainly we don't have time for in this kind of uh, format but but just as an example um, so when we've been walking through the 1689 Baptist Confession in adult Sunday school and so we recently walked through the uh, the part um, that begins with the scriptures right and and um everything begins with the scriptures on purpose you look at almost any theology work that you're going to come across and the first part isn't god the first part is the holy scriptures or it's about the bible right because if that's not true then what the rest of the yeah. book they're going to write is pointless right um then they're just writing gibberish so um the, the the defense of the word the inerrancy the it's infallible it's it is inspired by god it's god breathed that stuff is important and so the question does become weighty well how do we know that these are the books um and uh, when when we walked through that i i talked just as as an example in there too because it's a 45 minute situation <laughs> and so it's not it's still it's not that long uh that, that you would need to do that but um it, the gospels are are a group of new testament books that are always under fire like because they've discovered all these other gospel accounts mm -hmm. in writings and stuff um and unless you look into it um and, uh, and i and, and i don't mean watch a couple of youtube videos or read a blog or something from someone who just watched a couple of youtube you know that that's not what i mean by looking into it i mean find these gospels and read them yourself yeah right read the gospel of thomas and tell me that should have been included <laughs> right right the gospel of thomas is a good example because it's it's hilarious the 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 when you read matthew mark luke and john it's a completely different level than the gospel of thomas or my absolute favorite to make fun of the infancy gospel of thomas which is a total different gospel account but has stories in it like um uh, so one of the stories in that gospel um that they have only traced back to hundreds of years after uh, Christ or whatever, but the infancy gospel of Thomas tells stories of, it's just what it sounds like, Jesus' childhood, right? Fills in some blanks that we didn't get with the other stories, right? And one of the, what is it? One of the stories is that Jesus as a kid, um, he, he ends up um, messing around with two doves or something and um in a way that wasn't okay and someone was gonna rat him out and so he he 
uh, makes the two doves disappear or something ridiculous to like save his butt or like there, there are just stories like that that are so stupid. Um, he gets mad at a kid and kills him. Um, and I then think I've heard that one. I haven't read yeah. that one, but I think I've heard like yeah. the little snippets where it's like, yeah, he does yeah. certain things uh, like childish things. Like if you were Superman yeah. and you were a kid, yeah. this is what you would do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gets, he gets mad at a kid and kills him. And then um, there, I mean, obviously he's about to get in some major trouble and he's like, all right, all right. And raises him from the dead. And uh, like the, the, this isn't even on the same planet as the gospels. And that's the way that all of these go other gospels that they found are. Um, and early church um, fathers, <clears throat> is it who, which one of them were a disciple of John? Oh, see, I get, but, I get um, all this mixed up all the time. I don't know. I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, Rasmus or some somebody. Um, anyway, you can look it up. You could Google it and find yeah. this out. It's pretty easy, but um, the, you can, you can trace from the actual apostles, specifically John, but Peter also, because Peter, uh, Mark was kind of uh, Peter's guy, and a lot of the gospel of Mark would have been Peter influenced. Yeah. Um, but you can actually trace the gospels that you have in your New Testament um, back to the actual apostles and uh, who wrote them. And the early church from their disciples who made their disciples and, and so on, all looked at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as scripture mm -hmm. from the beginning yeah. and nothing else. I mean, as far as gospel accounts. So, and that's just, that's just the gospels. It's just an example that try to make it quick, but there, there are really, really good arguments for all of it. And um, yeah, um, Michael Kruger yeah, Dr. Michael Kruger is a su look him up on YouTube. He's a super good resource for this subject. Yeah, what I appreciate um, about him is that yeah. he was in. Um, oh, whose class was he in? Um, who's the guy that Bart Ehrman? Bart Ehrman. He was in Bart Ehrman's class, which I did not know until I was reading one of his books. And he was like, yeah, it's in Bart Ehrman's class. And I'm like, well, this is great because you were under the very person that has written all of these books that absolutely yeah. so many people have read and be like, well, he's right. And, but so he has that firsthand, like I was there. This is what he said. This is the rebuttal for that, which is really good because I, yeah. I, I didn't know that um, as far as like that, that he was in the very class of Bart Ehrman, who has written all these books. So yeah, he's a great, um, really good, really good YouTube resource for this. Yeah. Well, he wrote a book recently, just came out this last year for his daughter. It's like an intro. It's more of, he called it more of like a layperson's book to understand some of these things. And I yeah. read through it. And I'm like, this is still not a layperson. I don't know what you think layperson understanding is, but like you're too used to writing. Like his books are pretty high, like it's high, like high bar sort of stuff. It's going to be hard to read them, essentially, but they're worth it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think that that basically addresses the question. The idea is that, one, all scriptures God breathed, understanding how Paul would have said that, how he would have meant it, but also how it applies to the whole New Testament. And then just us as believers, um, really just walking people through that and understanding that ourselves so that – because I get that all the time. Well, Paul said this, but he wouldn't have known this. Okay, yeah. Obviously, tell me you've not been discipled without telling me you haven't been discipled. There you go. Okay, because that's that's your your immediate response to that. So, just doing a better job, I think, in church of us discipling people, explaining that well, sort of 
cuts that question off the pass because then we kind of understand how it was all put together. So yeah, so like you said, Michael Kruger, great resource for that. There's a lot of YouTube videos on that. Him and uh, 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 James, oh gosh, my White. Brain. White, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Smith. I don't know where that was coming from. James White, have done, James Smith too. I just, I mean, I don't know who that is. I don't know either. It might, brain, it might be really. helpful. Might be not. I don't know. But they've uh, done a lot uh, of stuff together. Yeah. Uh, Dr. James White. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing. I think just I'm gonna throw this in here before we end this episode. There's a lot of people that are like James White is really he's a butthead. He, he's arrogant. Just ignore his personality and look at his stuff. I don't care how much of a butthead he is. He's very <laughs> informed. Uh, so it's very helpful uh, in that regard as well. So um, yeah, the, the pastor that that retired from here that I kind of swapped roles with and replaced before he retired, uh, Jeff. He he actually did some work with uh, James White or was part of the same ministry or something for, for a while. So, yeah, I just found that out a while back. And that's pretty cool. What you'll, what you'll find with James White is most people have issues with him because he won't budge on anything. So as soon as, you know, he says something about inerrancy, he'll get attacked. And he's just like, this is what we've believed forever. I don't know why you're mad now. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, Kruger and White, uh, Kruger's, uh, uh, kind of a, he's not as direct as, as white as white. will just tell you you're stupid, but, but you can, <laughs> you can read through, you can read through a lot of that stuff, but it's very helpful. I didn't know about Kruger until I found white, but Kruger, um, like I said, a lot more, if you're looking for something super like deep, you're going to have to use your brain to read his stuff. That's the guy you're looking for, but it's super helpful too. So hopefully but, that addresses but just, just to, um, if you want to read his books, you're going to go deep, but he has a lot of content on YouTube that is just, yeah, just a lecture that anybody and their mama can understand. And you can just take a notebook and write a few points down and go, Oh, okay, well this makes sense. And yep. yeah. So it's super understandable to, to watch some of his stuff on YouTube. Yeah. And, um, and classic pastor form. I've already said we're going to end, but I'm going to end after this now. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> One of the things that I think is incredibly helpful, especially if somebody's struggling with this idea of scripture, God breathed, what does that mean? What does that include? All that sort of stuff is to watch those debates, like watch a debate between white and ermine or, or hmm. and somebody else, because what you're going to get there, because especially if you just watch like an ermine lecture, you're going to come away with like, Oh my goodness, that was really convincing. And if you just watch like Kruger go through, you're gonna be like, well, that was really convincing too. But to see those ideas go toe to toe is helpful. I think for the believer, because at that point you're seeing two people actually work through these things and have points and counterpoints. And it makes you think a lot. Uh, usually when somebody asks for a recommendation, I'll give them a debate for that very reason. You're going to have to engage in it. Yeah. Um, at a level that's like a lot easier than most of the time when I ask people, Hey, what'd you read that got you to this? And they'll just give me a whole list of ermine books and people like him. Okay. That's lopsided. So like the debate is a lot more balanced in that regard that, it, you know, you're not just looking at one side's resources. So, and it gives you specific answers to specific points made yeah. at the same, you know, at the same time. So that, that is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hopefully that was helpful, guys. Uh, and w my hope is that you will now spend hours and hours on YouTube watching debates and, and, and lectures. <laughs> but, uh, maybe you're as, not. As always, if that wasn't helpful, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week.
See ya.